Virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, War Room, we're 29 August, year of our Lord, 2022. It's Monday. We're kicking off this uh, very important week to run up to Labor Day. We're 70 days to go. Uh, before uh, game day and there's so much going on i want to make sure we're going to be breaking down polls this afternoon all day tomorrow uh particularly cbs polls some things coming out D- remember they're doing a psyop on you right now they want to get you depressed they want to get you in the mumble tank that though the biden's the democrats are think no the economy's in a free fall the american people understand that now it's incumbent upon maga and the deplorables you're going to have to deliver this victory nobody's going to come and save us there's no uh was a Deutsche ex machina that's going to come down and just, you know, say, hey, everything's fine. It's got to be everybody doing what we've been doing. You know, you just had the big sweeping victories in the school board elections in Florida. That's the way to do it. Roll your sleeves up, shoulder to the wheel. You've got to not just get out and vote, own your vote, as Bill McGinley would say. You've got to help others own theirs. You've got to be a force multiplier. It's action, action, action. We have to have a massive turnout. If you have a massive turnout, you're going to have huge pickups. I think CBS is right now reporting it's going to be as little as 12 seats. In the House, I'll still take control, but as little as 12 seats. And you're seeing a lot of people saying, hey, are, is the establishment and the, and the people in leadership, are they as focused? Are they leaning on their shovels? What exactly is going on? We're going to get into all that. Uh, one of the things that are depressing is that, remember, so much of our exports are tied to Europe. Our capital markets are tied to Europe. So don't think what happens in Europe is, un, is not directly tied to your life. We're nationalists. And when we say we're nationalists, we want to make sure that the United States is taken care of. The citizens of the United States come first. Okay. When that happens, good things happen throughout the world. But we are in an interconnected economy. Now, you've got a progressive Democrats now calling it economic patriotism or taking our message of economic nationalism, or bringing supply chains back, bringing manufacturing back, which we have to. But there's no doubt it is an interconnected world. And you're having an implosion in China. At the same time, you're having an implosion in Europe. And this one in Europe, I'm telling you, is very important. We have to understand exactly what's going on because this is, I keep saying, not some law of physics. This is not the second law of thermodynamics. This is a well thought through plant energy plan, basis of really industrial society that the European elites who are not going to be impacted by this have made decisions <clears throat> that now are coming to light that we've been on for months and months and months and really years. But the Dave Walsh, it's come on probably the last six or eight months, has hammered every day. And now you're seeing it with people waiting in line for days for coal in uh, in Poland, uh, for these numbers that are exploding in Germany, in France, and all of it's coming to light. I want to bring in Ben Harwell, our international editor out of Rome. Ben, set the table for us. What's what's the mood as you read the papers, as you see the polling, as you see what's going on in, in Europe about this really a massive economic crisis heading toward, hurtling towards the Europeans uh, this winter in both food and energy? Well, on the one hand, Steve, the, the, the reporting here in Europe is becoming day by day more acute, more focused on the details of what's going on. But as, because our press is largely globalist, or almost universally globalist, but as they're zooming in, they're, they're deflecting as well to try and suggest that the actual responsibility and blame for this is elsewhere. Um, and obviously, at the same time as they're doing that, they're providing a whole uh, array of phony fake solutions which aren't going to do anything um i'm going to start with um a particular case uh, and then move from that to, to to the more general situation here in here in europe and the west so the first article i have is energy crisis british pub which is a bar right british pub to pay 72 thousand dollars for a year of electricity which is I think what probably twice the um, 
the, the, the average salary in, in the UK, Steve. Uh, it's a huge amount. Um, and the, um, the economic advisor, a guy called Sasha Lord, for the greater Manchester region in the, in the north of England, one of the 10 regions that the UK's divided up into, um, responded. Now, this guy is a, is a Labour Party. Um, so he's from the opposition. But he, he responded saying that the British government's lack of intervention will now, and I quote, will now cause more damage to hospitality than the pandemic. Now, to be clear, as I said, I said he, he's Labour, right? The problem isn't the British government's lack of intervention. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a problem arising out of its proactive decisions. Um, but he went, I just want to illustrate that. I'm going to read that again. He said that, that, that the government's lack of intervention will now cause more damage to hospitality than the pandemic, to give an idea of the level of tsunami that is going to hit the UK. Um, and then he went on to say that if the government doesn't take immediate action, then we will sadly see closures like never before in our lifetime. Now, after two years of coronavirus, that kind of warning um, ought to be a catastrophic indication to the establishment that it has created a nightmare situation. But of course, the British government is only interested in doubling down and pursuing the, the policies that, has brought, that have brought us to this situation. I'm going to move from that and talk about... Um, the European Central Bank, the ECB here. This is an article from the FT. And the headline is ECB officials warn of, quote marks, sacrifice needed to tame surging inflation. Um, and the, the, the German economist here, um, Schnabel, Isabel Schnabel, said that central banks are likely to face a higher sacrifice ratio compared with the 1980s. And the sacrifice ratio, without going into the details, but it's basically the ratio between the, 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 the damage to um, the punitive damage to growth that, will, that you'll get from interest rates at a certain level paid off against the, the GDP. So a standard one in five perhaps would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah but hang on. The, the underlying thing of, the, of that sacrifice is about employment and wages. They got another mathematical. They have a mathematical formula on top that says growth, but when it gets down, hey, the sacrifice is going to come from you, the working class people in the middle class. The sacrifice 100%. ain't coming from the Davos crowd. It's not coming 100%. from the. It's not coming from the the lovey set. No, that sacrifice is that blood getting from the stone is your blood, right? And they put it in a nice mathematical formula about growth and growth projections. It's about unemployment and about wages. Ben Harnwell, one hundred percent, Steve. 100%. Here's what the FT confesses, right? In a, in a lead, they try desperately to bury. The sacrifice ratio measures how much pain central banks will need to inflict in terms of weaker growth and lower job creation in order to bring inflation back under control. And the conceit of this article, um, which is really amazing for, for the financial time, is that inflation is somehow a natural market phenomenon and not a direct consequence of the central bank's existence in the first place. Yes. To central bank yes. that, that, you know, it, it, is a def it is a masterclass, Steve, in deflection. Um, <laughs> astonishing. But yeah, you, you, you made my point that I was going to say, is that obviously it's going to be the working class and the middle classes which will bear the brunt of this, the sacrifice. It won't be the, 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 our sociopathic overlords That's and all their friends who have gamed this system in order to enrich themselves. Let me go to Dave Walsh. The first thing you're, the first part you're going to see is not just in polling and not just in a revolt that's going to go on in Germany because you're going to have a revolt there. We're going to get to Walsh here in a second. The first thing, the canary in the mine shaft is going to be the Italian elections in late September with Maloney, the uh, brothers of the brotherhood, the, the, the right is going to come up and that's where you're going to see the first. Now they're going to try to stop her. Because they're so misogynist, they can't take it that a woman would actually lead the Italian government. But that is going to be, and we've got a pretty good feel for Italian politics. This is going to be very important about what it means. I think you're going to see the end of the EU. I, I, I believe that if they continue to manage this like the party of Davos and Brussels is managing it, you're going to see the end of the EU. Ben, hang on for one second. I know you get some more stuff to go through. I want to get to Dave Walsh, particularly the charts. We saw these charts on Friday. Now they got one from Germany. Uh, and you've seen the lines for people. And Cortez says it best. We're, we're advanced industrial societies are going back to the Middle Ages where people are staying in line 
You know, now it's with a car, a truck, instead of with a cart and an ox for days to get coal. Dave Walsh. Well, you know, the, the Germans have bragged about this 45% dependence now on solar wind renewables. The, the reality of that has been they leave out the, in that whole calculus of electricity, home heating and building heating, commercial heating in Germany is 96% oil and gas driven. That's entirely left out of the equation. So this is a complete disaster. The other issue with that, the solar and wind dependence of about 37%, all that means because it doesn't work. Again, Germany, UK, the same. Solar, 2.8 hours a day. Wind, about um, 38% of the time. All of the reciprocal time, the other time, one must be totally dependent on gas to supply electricity to back up the intermittency and the times that it's not there. So you're, when you embed this uh, renewable content in your energy mix, you're embedding a further huge additional dependence on gas, which they've done. In addition to this home heating crisis, which again is 95% oil and gas, and left out of their metrics on this you know, CO2 measurement thing that they're into, uh, it's a horrendous disaster. And we can talk, um, I, I would like to cover the UK a little bit, the background on the UK. 20 years, yeah, 20 years of these policies, 20 years. What this has done in the UK, um, from 2000, the UK had a 99% completely domestic energy supply for electricity. Nuclear, coal, at the heart of it, coal was about 32%, nuclear 25%, gas about 33%, very fine energy mix. That's been destroyed. Now, um, what was 99% domestic is now... 34% imported, mainly gas and some oil. Um, in that time period, electricity consumption per capita has dropped up 27%. As a nation, it's dropped 16%. Overall electricity production in England over 20 years has dropped 14%. Dispatchable electricity, that's when you hit the button and something starts up to produce power, used to be 98%, is now down to 77% because of the renewables that are not dispatchable, meaning you can't count on them to run all of the time. <clears throat> the GDP growth, so if you look, okay, what's this done to their economy? We put some charts up before. Electricity consumption is tied, correlated very tightly to economic robustness and health. The GDP growth in the UK since 2000 has, has under, underperformed the US by 65%. GDP P growth per capita has underperformed the U.S. by 51% since 2000. Now, this has not been a fast-growing economy compared to China, India. If we put those up, it would be far worse. But the bottom line, this, this set of policies is, is, has been about living through scarcity the whole, the whole time period. This is not working. This entire decarbonization mantra that, by the way, Boris Johnson's father has been a huge proponent of depopulation, deindustrialization, decarbonization. His, his father, a huge historic proponent of these yeah. things, um, have produced non-effective Decarbonization, deindustrialization, and depopulation are all part of the same ball. That yeah. ain't a conspiracy. Yeah. Baby, that's a fact. I mean, there's talk about it. Real quickly, uh, Dave, this article on Zero Hedge, they've got all these things they're talking about doing. Is, do you see any short-term relief at all from all the happy talk you've heard from these German uh, and French politicians? No, that well, what they're talking about is, unfortunately, government stepping in to be the hero to solve the immediacy of the crisis, such as in the UK. They have put forward a $250 a month equivalent subsidy for energy bills, talking now about doubling that. That's the kind of government action that they're talking about. That's, that's nanny state governments being the hero in the very short term to solve the uh, transfer this well, they can't to public it. indebtedness. Yeah, it's they don't have the heroic. They don't, they don't have the balance sheet. Real quickly, Dave, what's your social media? People can follow you uh, throughout the day. I'm on Getter at Dave Walsh Energy. Thank you, Steve. Dave, amazing job. Okay, uh, Harnwell's going to stick with us. We're also going to Mike Davis. Okay, I finally got to do it. We're going to talk about Mar-a-Lago and the overdue library books. That's what this debate is. Oh, no, excuse me. The New York Times says... They feared for the lives of the U.S. spies from the New York Times. Get all to it next with Mike Davis in the war room.
know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Get the toppers, the sheets, the pillows. You got buy one, get one free. You got sales all over the place. You're bundling the kids up and sending them to college. You got to get a topper. Remember, every time you get these new, get a topper. So go check it out. Get a huge sheet sale, right? Big time pillow sale. Get the classic pillow that used to be in Walmart. Now only can get it by going to MyPillow.com. Promo code WARROOM, $19.80 for the classic. And I think you upgrade to the queen for like 30 Nine bucks. Check it out. Okay, mypillow.com. Um, have more to say about that this afternoon. Take a little more time and go through these things. Um, we got so much going on. That's why just so much. Um, ben, your closing observations. Here's what we're doing. The reason we're spending so much time on this, because normally we allocate more of this time to go into the Chinese economy because it's so we're so interconnected and tied because of our overlord masters like Larry Fink, right? But Europe is central to our export business, also capital markets, and you're seeing the direct actions, as uh, Ben Horma says, of our sociopathic overlords in these actions of the party of Davos and the globalist elites. That, that, the, this, this transition to sustainable, to the deindustrialization, decarbonization, that is, has no basis in reality. What they have done, that's why people are waiting two and three days in Poland for coal, Okay. And this is just going to cause massive social upheaval. Ben Harnwell. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right, Steve. There, um, I just want my final submission for the show today is um, it's an assurance, Steve, for the woman posse that what we're doing actually is having real, concrete, discernible influence uh, right around the world. Here is an article um, in the FT uh, by their star columnist, Gideon Rackman. Uh, whose headline is the enemies of globalization are circling. Um, this be, this is, this is, this is beyond simple pearl clutching, Steve. These people, the engineers, the architects of the current corrupt system that our sociopathic overlords have gamed for themselves at our expense. As you said, I think just earlier on in, in the show with Steve Cortez, for 13 years, uh, salaries have been falling one, one month. Uh, 13 months, excuse me, one, one month after the salaries are falling. The rich, of course, are getting richer and richer. And this is nothing to do with capitalism. This isn't free market capitalism. This is a, a unique type of greed that fiat money production and the, the way the current international system is designed, it is designed for, for the elites to enrich themselves at the expense of people who actually produce and, and make things. And the fact Everything and, and this article, I, I won't go into it now because time isn't um, really in our, f- our favor. Um, but it mentions explicitly, obviously, the, the, the Trump, the Trumpite revolution. Um, and, it, and the globalists know now that they are on the back foot uh, and that this freaking, shaking system is about to fall. And who are circling, Steve? It's MAGA. 
it's us. We're, we're you know we've made this happen. We've brought this reckoning um, here to this point. And that's yeah, uh, first, first this, off, the Ro Kahani is around the most progressive guy in the house. He's around the Midwest talking about American economic patriotism, about the end of globalization. The end of globalization is upon us. Right. And we, we were a small part of helping drive that. OK, to get back to economic nationalism for individual countries. But the two articles, number one, the FTs, Gideon Rackman's. The enemies of globalization are circling all about MAGA and Trump. But most of them also, we'll discuss this tomorrow. The Economist, the insurrection failed. What now for America's far right, which is now, remember, the Economist and the FT are the leading indicators, along with the Atlantic, of what the your sociopathic overlords are consuming as far as media goes. And right now they're in full panic mode because they know we've called them out on their, they're going to try to divert attention away from their policies. These are not failed policies. These are cata. You can have a policy that fails and doesn't work. And you know, you got to make marginal adjustments. These are catastrophic decisions that are made that you can't reverse. This is the point I'm trying to make to people. We are now in a situation that decisions are being made that even a Trump coming back is not going to be a turnaround like he turned around the economy from Obama to get us to the golden age of the year of uh, 2000 of the fall and Christmas of 2019. It's going to be so difficult. You're, we're burying ourselves in a 10 or 15 year turnaround plan because of what your sociopathic overlords are doing. Harnwell, how do people get to you before you Thanks. come back on? What's your social media? It's simply my surname, Steve. It's at Harnwell. They're on Getter. Um, for my analysis and breakdowns, go to that account. If you want the, the, the source articles themselves, and that Economist article you just mentioned, the insurrection failed, what now for America's far right. You want that and the other articles I mentioned, go to at Bannon Book Club, which is the, the, one of the great fan accounts uh, for the war room. Fabulous. And they're going to have the um, the articles themselves we love, for people to we download. We love those guys. At, at, at Bannon Brilliant. Book Club, those guys are fantastic. It's as good as the Ultra Mega Party, whatever that guy makes the videos. Okay, um, Ben, thank you. Talk about sociopathic overlords trying to divert attention. Let's bring in Mike Davis. This is the this is the very subtle Saturday headline of the paper of record of our beloved Republic. Yes, that would be the New York Times. <laughs> Davis, I haven't had a chance to share this with you. And this is why I love getting the hard copies of the paper more than just the because you can't really see it on the iPad or the computer or thing. It doesn't jump off of you. U.S. fear Trump's files put spies at risk. This is what they're selling. This is what they're selling. This is the fear mongering. This is a. As you say, Mike Davis, is this the librarian arguing about a, a library card or an overdue library book? We have the National Archives in a hissy fit over presidential records, uh, basically what it is. And now over the weekend, the drumbeat, he's going to be indicted. He's got to be indicted. He is most certainly going to be indicted. Mike Davis, separate out signal from noise and most importantly, reality from masturbatory fantasy. So if... President Trump were uh, such a grave danger to our national security, and he's going to leak out the sources and methods and get our spies killed, apparently. Why did uh, the Biden administration, why did President Biden wait 18 months to go, to go, go get these records from Mar-a-Lago? Uh, why did Attorney General Merrick Garland deliberate for weeks before he ordered this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful home raid? Why did they wait three days after Garland uh, got this uh, this unprecedented home raid warrant of a former president from this biased magistrate judge, Bruce Reinhardt? This is bogus. This is the same Biden administration that's leaking out that Attorney General Merrick Garland didn't authorize the raid. He did. They're leaking out that Trump had the nuclear secrets, like he had the nuclear launch codes or something that he stole and was going to launch from Mar-a-Lago. They leaked out that the Biden White House, including President Biden, was unaware of this raid when we know that Jonathan Sue, Deputy White House Counsel Jonathan Sue, worked with the uh, Justice Department and the National Archives for at least three months to, uh, uh, to relay that President Biden had waived President Trump's claim of executive privilege, which paved the way for this home raid. This is nonsense. I think that uh, the, the Judge Cannon down in the Southern District of Florida is on to this because on Saturday, 
she indicated that she was likely going to appoint a special master to review the evidence in this in this case, which which demonstrates that an Article Three judge doesn't trust the Biden Justice Department, doesn't trust the Biden uh, DNI, doesn't trust the intel community, the FBI to handle these records. So it looks like Judge Cannon, there's going to be a hearing on September 1st, and Judge Cannon looks like they're going to, uh, she's going to appoint a special master to handle this. And I think the Trump team should move forward and, and update and amend their Rule 41G motion to have these records returned and, and tee up all these other legal issues like the president Trump had the absolute constitutional power to be classified anything he wanted. He had the sole statutory authority to determine whether these presidential records were personal that belonged to him or presidential records that go to the archives, the librarians categorize it and it gets sent back to the former president's library. And then number three, there's no way as a matter of law that Trump could have obstructed justice. This is this is a charade. They were trying to they were clearly going to get these crossfire hurricane records. Newsweek reported this several weeks ago. They're trying to get these crossfire hurricane records that are so politically damning that President Trump declassified and kept a personal copy in Mar-a-Lago. And the longer they let this hang over, this charade hang over uh, Trump's head like this, it's election interference. They need to get this resolved immediately. They know as a matter of law they can't indict Trump for these nine crimes. They know that even if they were crimes, that they don't have the evidence. So they need to cut bait. Yeah, but this is when you say the the U.S. feared Trump files put spies at risk. The irony is, uh, yeah, the guys on the crossfire hurricane. Yeah, the crossfire hurricane situation. That's where we are. You know, when I searched the mainstream media and the Sunday shows, I did. I kind of got a blip on the special. The special master is a bombshell, correct, Mike Davis? Because isn't that a federal judge saying, you know, I think we need an honest broker here that's not partisan. So I need somebody besides the DOJ. Is that essentially what they're saying when she says, I think we need a special master? Yeah, and and the, this this Justice Department, the Biden Justice Department, has proven in this case that they can't be trusted. Attorney General Merrick Garland lied about his personal involvement. They lied about nuclear secrets. They lied about uh, the president, the, the Biden White House and the president not being involved. They've leaked grand jury material to Newsweek. It's just lie and leak, lie and leak. And I think Judge Cannon is correctly onto this nonsense. And she's she doesn't trust them clearly by the fact that she's going to appoint a special counsel or special master. Uh, Mike, how do people get to your social media? Because your voice out there has just been amazing. And I think people are saying, hey, the Mike Davis theory of this is the is the smart theory. How do people get to you? Yeah, thank you, Steve. It's article3project.org, article3project.org. It's at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter Truth, and MRDDMIA. You got to go to Mike Davis. You want to cut out the nonsense and get right to the signal. Davis's uh, Twitter account and his uh, Getter account. Short break. Guess what? They're not even testing the boosters now. Just up in your grill. Wolf Malone next. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, it never stops. In fact, it only gets worse. I want to pull up the Drudge Mac Daddy that I put up on Getter the other day. Obviously, Drudge is is very pro-administrative state, very anti-Trump, anti-MAGA, but it is what it is, right? If you want to know what's what, how they look at the world, Drudge is a very good way to go to it, right? Uh, and that Mac Daddy, look at that right there. Mac Daddy, by the way, is the big one over the headline. Um, Look at that right there. Not even testing. I want to bring, I got Malone and Dr. Wolf, Dr. Malone, Dr. Wolf. So Dr. Malone, I don't understand this. And if we do, when we get a chance, put that back up with this, because I want people to, what is going on here? I thought with all the research that you guys have been doing and Naomi's been doing, and I mean, how much in the grill can they get? Can you please explain to the audience exactly what's going on? Because now you got them suing each other. They're saying you ripped me off. Uh, you've got other reporting. You guys are out there that, you know, everything from, I don't know, semen to, to women's menstrual strike cycles are all screwed up. You've got spontaneous abortions. You know, P- P- this thing is a mess. And I realize that you guys are fighting uh, against a massive apparatus. 
But when you see this over the weekend that they're not even testing and they're going to another booster and you just watch mainstream media and it's one piece of nonsense after the other. Can you please put it in perspective? Tell our audience what exactly is happening, sir. Okay. Uh, I, I take it that I'm going to lead on this one. Sorry about that, Naomi. Um, uh, what we have is amazing, profound denialism uh, reg- relating to the most profitable biologic uh, drug product ever developed or the most profitable products. And uh, what they're deploying uh, under the Biden administration and, and in the UK is a bivalent. That means they're going to express both Wuhan 1, like the old vaccines, plus a hybrid BA4, BA5 uh, in a booster, quote unquote, that you will not be able to receive unless you have already been fully vaccinated. That means that Two prime, the two primary doses, and then all of the subsequent recommended boosters. So you have to have that series completed before you can take this series. And various schools, hospitals, etc., are mandating that people take this new uh, product, which the New York Times says is expected to finally become available as a better coronavirus vaccine. Uh, in their article today. There's absolutely no evidence that it's better. And in my estimation, it's going to make the immune imprinting or uh, original antigenic sin problem, which now the Washington Post is acknowledging, even worse. So uh, how are they testing it to do this? They're testing it only on mice. Uh, That is immunologic nonsense. And everybody in the vaccine industry knows that the immune genes that present antigens and are responsible for guiding immune response in mice are very different from the ones in humans. Uh, Mice are only used for an initial screen, but on the basis of this, they're going to deploy it. Um, Here's a quote from Barney Graham, who is one of the original designers, retired from the Vaccine Research Center with his nice pension and uh, money from the patents. He says, We may have gotten about as much advantage out of the vaccine at this point as we can get. We can tweak it and maybe evolve it to match circulating strains a little better. It will have a very small incremental effect. That flies directly in the face of the data. Now, another bolus of that data coming from the UK, showing that the ones that are most likely to be hospitalized or die are the triple vaccinated, the multiply inoculated. This booster is likely to make that even worse. And yet we have members of the uh, uh, oversight committee, in particular, a gentleman from Harvard University, uh, Oford Levy, who is all in. He thinks this is the right decision, that hedging bets on the entire U.S. and world population is a good idea. Um, And he says the totality of the evidence demonstrates that uh, these vaccines are safe. Right before I go to Naomi, let me just ask you, I th- in this process of emergency use authorization or FDA, I mean, how do they get away with just doing some sort of de minimis testing on mice? Just for the audience, I, I thought we had, they, even, they the bad have, guys have, uh, even the bad guys have a system and a process. They at least have to put up some sort of performative art in front of you to do. How, how do you do it? And, and what waiver did they get or what executive order, what happened that they got just to do There's some no quick and dirty order. on mice? This is, this is administrative state fiat, um, and it's coming presumably from the director of the FDA. And they've decided to not even convene the external review committee. They already know that uh, this is a shocker. Paul Offit, who is a total, I the word begins with W, about vaccines, uh, um, a total uh, advocate for basically anything involving vaccines uh, is saying now that he's concerned uh, that we need to see clear evidence of a dramatic increase in neutralizing antibodies. Um, we're owed at least that. And he's saying we're not seeing anything like that. And he's uncomfortable, quote unquote, with the strategy. So the FDA is fully off the rails. They don't care about what the rules are. They don't care about the rule of law. And Steve, you're no uh, um, 
this is no surprise to you. You've seen this in almost every single federal agency now. They don't care. They don't care about the rule of law. Hang, hang on one second, Dr. Malone. And we're bringing Naomi Wolf. So, Dr. Wolf, Naomi, here's what I'm saying. The, the CDC just had this scathing internal struggle session with themselves to go through this. How's the FDA get away with just kind of making it up out of thin air and then talking about a, a, a new booster is supposed to be the salvation booster? How does that work? Well, I, I think Dr. Malone is exactly right um, that not only do they not care, these agencies are not even trying. I mean, the CDC, it, clearly the messaging is different, right? There's not coordination. They're not aligned. Um, but the FDA seems to be wholly owned by a completely hostage White House. And you know this has been my theory all along, and more and more evidence is surfacing um, that China has a hold on our White House, and China is the origin of the virus, and China is the origin of the Pfizer vaccine, at least, um, and the manufacturing process and the IP of the Pfizer vaccine. So as you know, my interpretation is that this is a, a bioweapon and that they are not acting like the FDA of times past because they're an arm of a hostile nation now that is continuing to inject something harmful in the veins of Americans. I just want to say about the, the third shot or the first booster, the second booster, a couple of things. One is that please everyone remember that the lipid nanoparticles accumulate, right? They accumulate in the ovaries. And Dr. Robert Chandler's analysis is up on the site. Take a look at it, look at primary sourcing. So the more you add, the more dangerous this is going to be to fertility and to other kinds of functions. The other thing I want to remind you about is a study that came out, and I wrote about this in my substack, Facing the Beast. It came out of Hong Kong, meaning it was overseen by the Chinese Communist Party in 2021. And there it showed that the first injection in rats uh, created some damage. The second injection created catastrophic damage, enlarging the heart visibly, creating visible white spots on the heart, uh, damaging the liver and creating cytokine storms. So in my view, they're not stopping because this is a cumulative um, you know, weapon. And, uh, and, and, and what's really, really scary is that they're acknowledging, like the New York Times, I, I try not to read it very often because it's so full of contorted propaganda, but um, I'm reading it this morning. And this article uh, basically acknowledges that deaths don't, you know, are not significant, that COVID is over. Um, they also acknowledge with the fall vaccination campaign will bring new shots, worse access. They're essentially acknowledging that all of the injections up until now were for the wrong strain, which your experts and the good doctors and Dr. Malone, as I recall, have all been warning that the, you know, the existing uh, injections were already behind the curve, right? So this New York Times essay kind of acknowledges it. And then they have been swearing up and down for two years, taking the money that the old injections were 100%, 99%, you know, 95%, you won't get COVID. The president said you won't get COVID. Finally, with a new product to roll out to an unresponsive market, um, they're saying, well, now there's going to be a good vaccine. Now the new one coming out in the fall is the good vaccine. And I guess the last thing I want to say is that I think the work that Dr. Malone has done and the good doctors, um, you know, the, the tribe of good doctors uh, aligned you know, with him in various places and that you've done is really having an effect because what this whole article basically says is we can't get over a billion dollars anymore for marketing and propaganda and fear porn uh, to scare people. We can't mandate anymore because judges are resisting the mandates. They were found to be unconstitutional in many, many um, iterations. Um, and, and we don't want to give up the money. So we're going to just, we're just going to do it anyway. And we're just going to roll out this fall. They say it, and it's heartbreaking. We're going to roll out this fall a campaign to scare old people to not see their loved ones at Thanksgiving and Christmas for no reason. Um, to, to drum up demand among people who really don't want it, are not giving it to their kids, are not lining up for the booster, realize something's terribly wrong. Uh, so this is, I mean, this is tr tragic and evil, but they're pretty much saying it was never any good anyway. It was the wrong injection. 
Um, it sucks. I'm sorry. Um, and you know, but we're going to have to find as, a way to scare as Dr. As Dr. As Dr. Malone told us from the beginning. Now, let me hang over one second, Dr. Malone. We got a couple. Of, where should people, if people are hearing this now over the weekend and they're putting it up on mainstream, uh, you know, MSNBC and CNN, that there's another booster and you got to go get it. Where would you recommend people go that want to make a judgment about this? Your site, where do people go right now to, to get as much information as possible to see, you know, particularly people, there are a number of people already, particularly older that did get vaccinated. I mean, many of us are not right and would never do it. But there were a number of older people that got caught up in this early on and, and got vaccinated. Where should people go in your recommendation to try to find out real information about making this decision of now what they're saying is this new booster that's going to take care of the strand, the finally the right strand, right? That's that's going to supposedly be so prevalent this fall, sir. Well, first off, let me say the uh, prospects that this is going to be better, I completely disagree with, and there's absolutely no data to support that. So what the New York Times is propagating here is full-on disinformation. It meets those criteria. I am concerned that they are going to mandate these vaccines to the extent possible on our Department of Defense and other military personnel. The best uh, feed right now, I think, uh, but I'm biased, is my getter feed right now where I am constantly putting up breaking new information as well as very deep insights, not just my Substack. There are many others that are contributing now. I'm so heartened by the, the just flood yes. of well-written information that is being put out by many. So that's R.W. Malone, MD, on Getter. And uh, also on Gab and Truth Social, but it's Getter where we post most of our stuff. And then, of course, rwmalone.substack.com. And from there, from the Getter account especially, you'll be directed to a number of papers. In particular, there's one that is a comprehensive legal assessment. Dr. Malone, just hang on. Hold you through the break. Naomi Wolf, Dr. Malone are going to join us. Try to have some breaking news from Iraq in just a moment. With new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Dr. Malone punched, but his getter account nonstop, and it gets cuts through to all the links and also a sub stack. We're going to have it up in the all the chats and up on the uh, screen. Dr. Wolf, how did they get to uh, all these? we got so much more of this we got to get to, but it happened over the weekend, and we look forward to having you back on the next couple of days to go through your research. Also had ties to, because I agree, I think this new booster, all of a sudden you're going to start to see mandatory for this new booster, untested to the military and to others. I think you're going to see the colleges you just watch. It's all, you know, my alma mater, one of them, yeah. Georgetown, is, is fully, the kids are fully masked. They're fully masked for the fall, for the fall uh, thing. We, we have a, one of the associate workforces in a college in the New York City area, and you got to show the vaccine. You're fully vaccinated. Even get in the buildings. You can't get in the buildings unless you're fully vaxxed, right? So it's, it's, uh, it's all coming. It's, it's, it's insanity. How do people get to you, Dr. Wolf? Sure. So the book is The Bodies of Others, and um, you can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, allseasonspress.com. Uh, the site is dailyclout.io, and please do continue to support us because we're being actively shadow banned now. Um, even our emails are being flagged um, by uh, AWS. Um, and there you can find all of the over 30 reports by the volunteers, the amazing volunteers who are going through the Pfizer documents. There's going to be uh, some new reports posting today. And really important for you to inform yourself because um, overall, we have multiple, multiple data sets, especially showing uh, harms to women and babies. Um, and I will not be deterred and my team will not be deterred in presenting the data that um, is arising in multiple locations about harms to women and babies harms to reproduction. It's a, it's a full-out um, all-scale attack on humanity, 
and yeah. you can you need yeah. to inform yourself from other sources. The legacy media. You've got to, you, you you've got to be onto something. You've got to be onto something because every bad element out there is trying to shut you down. So I say you can tell people by their enemies, right? Doctor Wolf, thank you so over much. Over the target. Thank, thank you, you ma'am. Um, I want to go, by the way, we started on the southern border with the invasion this morning. Also, remember last weekend or the other day on Friday and Saturday, we commemorated the, the Abbey Gate Massacre, the 13 American heroes in Afghanistan. Well, guess what, baby? We're going to take you right back to Iraq. Remember that. Let's go to Michael Yon. Michael, something's happened over the last couple of hours in Iraq, uh, a, a place that we spent Afghanistan, Iraq, what, 20 years, $9 trillion dollars. What, 7,500 dead, 52,000 casualties, PTSD everywhere, suicides everywhere. What's going on in Iraq today? What, what's going on with our hard-earned and our hard-won victories in Iraq, sir? Uh, Steve, uh, well, Iraq is falling. Uh, the president's house has been overrun. The green zone, I'm told that right now I'm getting information that there's big firefights going on in the green zone. The U.S. Embassy either has been completely evacuated or is being evacuated now. Muqtad al-Sadr, uh, and information come right, yeah, there's firefights right now in the green zone. And Muqtad al-Sadr, as you know, has, has maybe don't know, he's resigned from the government. He says it's corrupt. Of course, he's been, he caused problems for us the entire time during the war. Uh, he's the, 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 the Shia spiritual leader, you might say. This is emboldening Iran. Uh, this and the energy implications of this are quite serious, especially in context of the other things going on here in Europe. As you know, I'm in Amsterdam right now researching uh, the, 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 the general situation. And uh, so, yeah, the implications on energy are severe. The implications on uh, uh, migration are severe. As you know, I've been spending a lot of time in Darien Gap and down in Mexico and, and U.S. border. Uh, a lot of the Iraq, I'm seeing Iraqis every day coming to Darien Gap now. This will clearly create more. And also Pakistanis, as you see, Pakistan is also uh, dissolving under our feet right now. And uh, about more than 30 million people are reported with no energy in Pakistan. And the floods are quite severe. So these two things taken together with the general context of other situations going on, we can clearly see this human osmotic pressure, the hop, that'll be going through South America up to the Darien Gap, you've reported many times on War Room, is going to certainly increase those Paths have already been created. As you know, Secretary Mayorkas flew down to Panama months ago. I was there. He landed right in front of me. I videotaped uh, when his Blackhawks landed right in front of me. We are Mayorkas, the, the current U.S. government, is uh, is expanding the the uh, the pathway from South America through Panama up through Costa Rica, up eventually through, as you say, many times, every city in the United States is the front line. Uh, every city is a border city, is what you say, and this is absolutely coming to pass. Mike, Michael, we only got about a minute or so left, but Al Sadr, last time, I mean, he was in the front page of the news every day. I think in two thousand four, five, and in six. This is fifteen years ago, more than fifteen years ago. Now they're now they're splitting apart. His his actual followers, who are fanatics, are actually taking over the presidential palace. That's where that's where this is coming from. Right. As you know, about roughly 60 to 65 percent of Iraq is uh, Shia. He is the Shia, Shia spiritual leader. And most of the rest, roughly 30 percent, are Sunni. And uh, and then the others are mostly Kurdish. Some are Yazidi or many of the Kurdish are, are, are Sunni as well. But then there's some Christians and that sort of thing. Now, the, 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 the hatred between many of the Sunni and the Shia, the distrust and mistrust, quite severe. For instance, in 2007, during Operation Arrowhead Ripper, during the surge, I was there. There was a huge food warehouse in uh, Baghdad under control of Muqtad al-Sadr's people, and they would not release that food to people that were roughly 30 miles away in Diyala province over in Cuba. I was there. I went with a battalion of U.S. infantry yeah. uh, soldiers, and they had to threaten him to release the food. The Shia were going to starve the Sunni. Yeah, Michael, we got to bounce. How do people follow you today before we're back on here this evening at 5 o'clock? Where do they go? Yes, sir. I'm on Getter at, there it is, Michael Yon, uh, 1776 on Getter. And I'm also on Locals every day. Locals in Getter every day. Okay. The intensity will pick up. We'll be back here from 5 to 7 tonight. Make sure you're back here in the war room. 
We'll have massive updates on the politics, economics, and geopolitics of today. Also, the southern border. See you back here at 5 o'clock. Bring it on and now right to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.